0: Get out of here. You're off the podcast. No. Ashlyn's tired, so she's not doing a podcast this week. We've been doing
1: this podcast since 1972. 1972.
0: Oh, wow, we were going the same route. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to I'll Tell You What, a spoopy podcast. I'm Miranda. And I'm Ashlyn. And thank you for being here. Uh... <laughs> I always forget what to say afterwards. It's like, oh, no, we didn't think we'd get this far. Uh, um, this week has been a week. I've been doing lots of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I did some crafty things.
1: She's done a lot of crafty things we, lately. It's pretty cool.
0: We, I helped my mom and my niece decorate the yard for fall slash Halloween. We've kind of started putting some Halloween decorations up early because why not? Little ghosties are always a good time, and so the yeah. other day before my little niece went off to preschool, we all sat down and we made a little ghost garland. I'm getting very DIY. You know how you know how a lot of like you know f- crafting sites online or just people online are like, mm. why buy it when you could do it yourself? See, and, and that's where I've been like well, the past few
1: years. Well, I'm it's pretty good. Jealous, but I love it.
0: Well, I'm pretty good at like a you know. D- d- deciding like what I should go ahead and just buy because Mm. it would take either too much time or effort or what I could make myself. And these little garlands were super easy to make. And so me and my mom, my niece made this little ghost garland and we're actually going to make a second one and it's going to be really cute. And then I, I saw this really cute at Michael's. I saw this really cute sunflower garland and I really wanted it, but it was like 25 bucks and yes, they're 40% off right now, but a girl's unemployed, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Your girl's unemployed. She don't have that kind of dough. So I bought the materials to make it myself. And then I ended up having a bunch of leftover materials so I could just make another one. That's probably, so cool, I could though. probably make like three more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw I saw the stuff that you bought and I'm like, yeah, that's honestly the way to do it.
0: Yeah, it was super easy. And it I it took me like an hour and a half and I thought it was going to take a lot more time. It was actually really fun. I think my job prepared me for this. I know it just sounded... You know, convoluted me saying job and unemployed in the same like conversation.
1: Her previous mm. employment. Well,
0: I'm furloughed. Thank you. <laughs> Anywho, but I feel like um, you know, my my field has really prepared me to do little crafts. <laughs> you do crafts in a field? <laughs> I do. My job <laughs> pertains crafting, which is great. I love it, and it's actually really hard to find to apply for other jobs because no other job. Let's me do crafts all day and it's very upsetting
1: my problem is is that i mean yeah there's jobs i can technically apply to but they'd also make me a nervous wreck right which right after covid yeah, i'm not know. prepared for i don't want to
0: talk about jobs yeah or job searching anywho
1: it's not great so
0: that's enough jibber jabber unless ashley has anything she wants to talk about uh you're boring
1: I mean, I've been watching a lot of anime.
0: Oh, (laughs) today, today, uh, my boyfriend and I and my brother took my niece and nephew to a sunflower (laughs) farm. Oh yeah, you know the father. The father of the niece and nephew. He went. uh, My brother is their father, but you know, it was me and my boyfriend's idea though. So that I. Why am I saying my boyfriend so like possessionally? I normally just call him Josh. (laughs) my boyfriend
1: Brenda, don't worry okay josh
0: <laughs> i know who he is who's my boyfriend i knew him before you <laughs> i know
1: one day one day we should tell everyone how you two got together because it's kind of cute
0: it's kind of creepy too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's definitely creepy it involves shooting your shot on facebook anyway
0: <laughs> years of being shot down um I yep know. Oh, yeah, by the way, before we get started, you should go and rate and review us on your favorite social media apps. And by that, I mean your favorite podcasting apps. (laughs) (laughs) We are now on Amazon Music. So if you, you know, listen to podcasts on Amazon Music or you're just getting into that, we are on there. So if you know anybody who listens, you know, who's listening to Amazon Music and whatnot, we are now on there. So we're very excited to be a part of that.
1: And yeah, uh, seriously, rating and reviewing helps us out. It helps mm-hmm. other people like find things because you know analytics and trending and whatnot. And I'm gonna social I'm, engagement.
0: I'm gonna put you know this. put this out there. Thank you so much for for your engagement and your listening on the Pythagorean murder cult. Don't know why that one blew up, but like, hey, we're grateful people love for the it.
1: Math cults. Miranda. Apparently, people I love the math you. cults.
0: You know, we're both sitting here thinking, "Wow, that was a doozy," and then it just. Blew up for some reason, and by blew up I mean it has forty-seven plays. But hey, that's a lot for us. I know. Well, Matthew gray Goobler.
1: Okay, yeah, Math- Matthew Great Goobler is still our pop- most popular episode, Ma- guys. I think, I guys, guys share his- it. Share yeah. it to Matthew
0: gray Goobler. Tell him about it. Oh, I should. I want to meet him. I follow him. Up <laughs> we should tweet at him um but yeah rate and review it really does help us out um tell your friends and everybody and i just just help grow our community i just got deja vu i thought we were already at the end of the episode yep it's done we're done talking no you started talking about telling people and i was like wait where are we i know (laughs) all righty well ashlyn i guess i'll tell you what
1: what do you tell me
0: Ted Bundy. Gross. I know. Uh, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy. Is it, is We're going to a- talk about the freaking mess that Ted Bundy is.
1: Yes. Uh, go ahead and explain him a little bit for our listeners, I guess, who have no idea who Ted Bundy is. Okay.
0: Well, if you don't know who Ted Bundy is, why are you listening to a true crime podcast? <laughs> it's just, I, he's one of the most infamous American serial killers out there. Um, recently they made um, a mini series was it or was it just it was documentary there, there
1: was a mini series on uh, was it a documentary on Netflix, series and then there was yeah there was
0: a mini documentary yeah. series and a film that came out starring Zach Efron I yeah, almost said Zachary Levi and that actually, is not correct yeah, no <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, imagine that it imagine. was Troy Bolton
0: <laughs> and not Flynn oh, Rider, <laughs> Rider. <laughs> imagine Zachary Levi playing it instead that's no. very funny but no, um, played by where Zac Efron actually played Ted Bundy. Uh, apparently, it's very good. I started watching it and... stopped. I,
1: I just liked <laughs> it because it didn't seem to be glorifying what he did. Or that's, like, the that's the thing. What the twistedness what I, of it.
0: Yeah, that's what I um, wanted to start with. The fact of the matter is, I do not want to make it seem like we're glorifying this at all. Because honestly, a lot of people, when especially when the Zac Efron movie came out... We're like, oh my gosh, he's hot, well, and, and stuff like point, that, and it's creepy, guys. Well,
1: the entire point of casting Zac Efron, who is, you know, a typically cast well, as like a hot actor, is because t- Ted Bundy was thought of
0: was considered a, an attractive man. And, and I the, personally have seen pictures and do not agree, but yeah,
1: but the thing is, is that they wanted to stay true to that because it it shows that evil can come from anywhere.
0: Exactly. And, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of of talking about him at all. Uh, it's kind of important to talk about, it's not just people who look creepy like John Wayne Gacy and stuff. Exactly. Who you're supposed to be afraid of. I don't want you to be afraid of everybody, but you're supposed to just be weary, you know? It's more of a tale weary. of... <laughs> weary. Thank you. <laughs> just be wary. It's kind of I'm a tale... Wary. It's kind of more of a tale of... Um, caution caution it's a cautionary tale so don't please don't take us talking about it as glorifying it or condoning it or, or anything like, of oh the my sort gosh
1: they're so edgy and s- like uh, God,
0: I just wonder gross. what they were
1: thinking gross. I don't care what they were thinking
0: yeah I, I don't care what he was thinking I think he's a mess so we're going to talk about the freaking mess that is Ted Bundy
1: oh please do so Let's early mean.
0: life we're going to talk about his early life so Ted Bundy was actually born Theodore Robert Cowell on November 24th, 1946 to Eleanor Louise Cowell. She woman. went by Louise at the Elizabeth, uh, sorry, at the Elizabeth Lund home for unwed mothers Ooh. located in Burlington, Vermont. So his biological father was never been identified. Ugh. His biological father has never been identified. Mm mm-hmm. Um, There were many rumors surrounding who, in fact, his father actually was. His mother had claimed at one point that she had been seduced by some old money veteran named Jack Worthington. However, his birth certificate listed paternity to a salesman and Air Force veteran Lloyd Marshall. But... There were many who speculated that it could have been Louise's own father who had been known for being violent and abusive. Oh, However, this was never substantiated. Yeah. They lived in Philadelphia <laughs> and it was established that because his mother was young and unmarried and it's the 1940s that his grandparents would actually raise him as if they were his parents and his mother was his sister.
1: No, don't like that.
0: Yes. So he didn't find out until like later that. in life that his mom was actually his mom and not his sister. Well, According to, s- what?
1: Oh, no, it's just the, the entire story of that and everything, it's it's like, of course, it's easier to tell your son that, hey, this better person is your father rather than that, but to be also
0: unaware of that. Oh, no, none of these people were, were said to be good people yeah. And her father wasn't exactly a great person. It was the 1940s, and so they were like, Oh, no, no, no. We just had a child late in life.
1: <laughs> <coughs>
0: Our young unwed daughter did not have a... yeah. There was no baby out of
1: wedlock. What, what are you talking yeah. about? What is wedlock? Um,
0: so according to some, Bundy spoke highly and even warmly of his grandparents, especially his grandfather, which wouldn't be weird except for in 1987, he and other family members told an- attorneys that... To quote his Wikipedia article, Samuel, Co- <clears throat> Samuel Cowell was a tyrannical bully and a bigot who hated blacks, Italians, Catholics, and Jews, mm-hmm. beat his wife and the family dog, and swung neighborhood cats by their tails. He once threw Louise's younger sister, Julia, down a flight of stairs for oversleeping. So what a punk. So it's not like Theodore was your typical kid. No. No. One night, Julia, his aunt-slash-sister, awoke startled because she had been surrounded by knives by a young Ted who was standing by her bed, smiling. Yeah.
1: that's that's a That replica. sounds like a scene one. out
0: of a horror movie. I know. That, that what like, on earth and this is the 40s it's not like he saw a bunch of horror movies this, okay? is, this is
1: why we needed horror movies apparently so you Jeez. know that this is not normal so you know that
0: that's weird don't do that uh, so in 1950 Louise decided to change her name from Cowlton Nelson and move her and Ted to Tacoma Washington to live with cousins in 1951 Louise had met Johnny Culpepper Bundy at an adult singles night at Tacoma's First Methodist Church Johnny Bundy was a hospital cook, uh, was a hospital cook, sorry. Johnny Bundy was a Bundy. (laughs) Johnny Bundy was a hospital cook. They got married later that same year and Johnny officially adopted Theodore Cowell, thus changing his name to Ted Bundy, which we know today. Gross. Louise and Johnny conceived four other children together And now Johnny actually tried to be a father to Ted to some extent. He tried to include him in camping trips and such, but Ted wasn't really having it. He once told a girlfriend that Johnny wasn't his real father and that he wasn't very bright. And actually the fact that he didn't make a lot of money was also a problem for Ted.
1: Yeah, of course it would be. Yeah. The boy's already got an inferiority complex a mile uh, wide.
0: Right. Not much else is widely known about his early life, mostly because he gave different conflicting accounts of, of his childhood to different biographers. So no one yeah. is really sure of what exactly is the truth.
1: Oh, yeah, no, and he definitely did that on purpose because it oh got yeah. people talking more about him.
0: Oh, yeah, because they're like, oh, this happened. The, the oh, this, mystery, I heard the this.
1: intrigue, and it's like, honestly, it Ugh. doesn't really matter that much because he still turned out to a be pansy. a jack wagon. A jack wagon. (laughs) I'm trying to keep family friendly here. (laughs)
0: For example, he told many people that he was a loner in high school and spent many nights walking the streets alone and spying on women. But people who actually knew Ted Bundy in high school said he was actually very well adjusted, well known and well liked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know. Him saying like he's trying to be like um he's trying to paint he's trying as to be J D from Heather's <laughs> <laughs> the original he's the original J D from Heather's which once again is is not a show that's trying to glorify it's really not trying to glorify it's it's really not <laughs>
1: it's it's supposed to be like uh this is uh, a once bad ag- thing. once again a
0: cautionary tale and like don't, um yeah don't enable serial killers yeah don't enable these bad bad thoughts. Edgy is not always good (laughs) Apparently in high school He was arrested at least twice On suspicion of burglary and auto theft However, those records were expunged When he turned 18 I call this next section A slimy man goes to college
1: Oh, I met plenty of those in college Anyway Uh,
0: Ted Bundy graduated Woodrow Wilson High School In 1965 And then he enrolled in the nearby university Pudget Sound Of Pudget Sound, sorry University of Pudget Sound. All right, then. He apparently spent... Uh, sorry. He apparently spent just one year there and then transferred to the University of Washington to study Chinese.
1: But, like, why, though?
0: I don't know. Sorry, there's to, movement above us.
1: Is it just to be Aboriginal?
0: I don't know. I know. It just said to study Chinese. Everything I saw was just to study Chinese, and that's it. That's all anybody ever said about it. That's all she like, wrote. the language or the culture? Shut up because <laughs> okay, actually I have plenty to talk about. You don't Stop. have to add nonsense. Yes, I do. In 1967 he became romantically involved with the woman we most anonymously known uh, know as Stephanie Brooks. Mm-hmm. In 1968 he dropped out <clears throat> sorry, in 1968, he dropped out for a brief period and during this time he worked as a volunteer at Seattle's office of Nelson Rockefeller's presidential campaign. And as Arthur Fletcher's driver and bodyguard during Fletcher's campaign for lieutenant governor of Washington state. Bundy even attended the 1968 Republican National Convention in Miami as a Rockefeller go- delegate.
1: This is why I don't trust people who are too charismatic. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If too many people like them, I'm immediately on edge. Politicians. Uh,
0: yes. It was during this time, however, that Stephanie Brooks broke it off with Bundy because of his lack of maturity or ambition.
1: Ooh, she called him out.
0: Mm. Now this is where psychiatrist Dorothy Lewis would pinpoint as a crisis. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> now this is where psychiatrist Dorothy Lewis would pinpoint this crisis as probably the pivotal time in his development.
1: Wait, wait. So he gets broken up with, and like that's his that's major crisis. That's what set him off.
0: Yeah. Um. That a I've girl been broken, broken up broke with like, him so
1: many times. D- I've been broken up with like several times, and I've never. I had my heart broken
0: many times. Okay, I won't say many. Multiple times. More than once. More than once, and guess what? I didn't start killing people, so So, never even crossed my mind.
1: I know, like, how how do you jump from oh no, this one person doesn't like me? Guess Mm. I gotta
0: kill everyone. Now, according to her Wikipedia page, Dorothy Otnell Lewis is a an American psychiatrist and author who has been an expert witness at a number of high-profile cases. She specializes in v- the study of violent individuals and people with dissociative identity disorder, IDI, I'm sorry, D-I-D. <clears throat> DID, formerly known as multiple personality disorder.
1: Yeah, and even now, uh, that sort of, uh Classification is still changing. But yes, according to mm-hmm. the DSM-5, it is D.I.D. Currently,
0: is, it is uh, dissociative identity disorder. Yes. Uh, Lewis has worked with death row inmates as well as other prisoner inmates, convict, uh, inmates convicted for crimes of passion and violence, and was the director of the D.I.D., clinic at Bellevue hospital associated with the New York university in New York city. She is a professor in psychiatry at Yale and New York U- university and is the author of guilty by reason of insanity, a book she wrote based on research done with the help of neurologi- neurologist Jonathan pinkers, pinkus. I kind of, I kind of like that. Sorry. One second. Oh, Jonathan yeah. pinkus.
1: Sorry. I kind I kind of like the title. Uh,
0: Guilty of re, uh, guilty by reason, uh, reason yeah. Because of insanity. I feel
1: like a lot of these serial killers try and make themselves seem like super sane. Oh like, yeah, they're trying or to, like they're crazy. Yeah, like they're crazy, oh, like I'm the crazy. Joker or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like get
0: over yourself.
1: Like you're not new.
0: So chill. This all means she probably knows a thing or two about this type of thing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so back to the breakup. Apparently, this devastated Bundy. He did a bit of traveling around several states, like Colorado. Arkansas and Philadelphia where he actually registered at Temple University for one semester in 1969 it is believed that he sought out the truth about who his real mother was and uncovered the truth that his you know sister was actually his mom really it took that long okay yeah and it I mean it apparently from what I read there's not actually much information about it everyone just thinks that's when he found out Um, and this might have actually kind of set him back to where he was. That sounds weird, but it set him back to college and stuff.
1: I feel like it would be worldview changing. Sure.
0: Yes. So by fall of that same year, Bundy was back in Washington and this is where he met Elizabeth Clover, who was also identified in Bundy's literature as Meg Anders, Beth Archer, or Liz Kendall. I don't know why he called her by so many different names, but he did. She was a divorcee in... Uh, Ogden, Utah, and she worked as uh, from, sorry, she was a divorcee from Ogden, Utah, and she worked as a secretary at the University of Washington School of Medicine. Mm-hmm. In 1970, Bundy re-enrolled in the University of Washington as a psychology major. This time around, he became an honor student. Oh, mm-hmm. so
1: so studious. Yes, and
0: in 1971, Ted Bundy began working as a suicide hotline crisis center <sighs> operator. This is, he, th- this is where he met coworker worker Ann Rule, a former Seattle police officer, and mm. was also an aspiring crime writer, and at the time, Rule saw nothing disturbing in Bundy's personality. It, he's got a even described complex. Him, <clears throat> and even described him as kind, uh, solicitous, sorry, as kind, solicitous, and empathetic. Uh, gross. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's, the thing is, people like Ted Bundy are char- charming snakes. They're snakes. They're little serpents. Okay? Yeah. They charm their way in. They know they know how to talk the talk, and they know how to walk the walk. And people are trusting, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being trusting. It's but like sometimes when somebody is overly charming, maybe we need to take a second look. Or or, or just think twice before trusting them it, implicitly.
1: Yeah. So there there's bound to feel something off about that too.
0: So well Bundy sorry. So Bundy went on to graduate in nineteen seventy two and in nineteen seventy three Bundy was accepted into uh the law schools of UPS, Seattle univer that's uh actually the Seattle University School of Law. Yes, I, I hear you laughing. It's not the <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> It's not the <laughs> like went Where? No, not the United Postal System. Um And the University of Utah. With letters of recommendation from Evans, Governor Daniel J. Evans, Bundy had worked on his re-election campaign, Mm -hmm. Davis, meaning Ross Davis, chairman of the Washington State Republican Party, Bundy had worked as an assistant uh, for him after uh, the re-election campaign, and several University of Washington psychology professors. (laughs) Of course. He was accepted even though he had like less than like stellar. uh, He he got less than stellar scores on his um, LSATs, yeah. Because he had those great letters of recommendation. Yeah. Isn't that sick? Well,
1: it's 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 a little annoying. I know it's just
0: really annoying.
1: Oh yeah, because because he was charming
0: enough to to trick all these people. Well, they all gave him their glowing recommendation. That's the
1: thing too, and like later in life, he would also like. Pull it off like he's some sort of genius. But the thing is, he wasn't. Yes. He just thought that he could charm anyone.
0: Yes. He's basically just charming his way up the ladder. Uh, So during a business trip to California for the Republican Party during the summer of nineteen seventy three, Buddy re Buddy 1973. Bundy rekindled his relationship with Brooks. All the while maintaining his relationship with Clover. Neither of the ladies knew of the other's existence. So in 1973, he began classes at, at Seattle University School of Law. During this time, he was still dating both women. He even flew he Stephanie was. out to visit him in Seattle several times. Gross. And the two had even discussed marriage. He went, uh, sorry, <clears throat> he even went as far as to introduce her to Ross Davis as his fiance. Gross. But then suddenly, in January of 1974, Bundy broke off all contact with Brooks without a word. He wouldn't answer her phone calls or letters. And when Brooks finally got a hold of him by phone about a month later, she demanded to know why Bundy cut off all contact so suddenly without explanation. Bundy replied apparently in a calm, straight voice. Stephanie, I have no idea what you mean. Then he hung up and she never heard from him again. Now, her theory, her per- Stephanie Brooks' personal theory was, oh my gosh, he just led me on this entire time as a revenge plot.
1: Yeah, that, but, that was my immediate thought.
0: But some people uh, believe he just broke off all contact because it was around the same time in January of 1974 that the disappearances began.
1: Yeah, but he didn't break up with Klopfer at that time, did he? No. Yeah, so that... that I know, it, yeah. is,
0: it is widely... Thought of that it was just a giant revenge plot because you know he's a charming little eel and how dare she break up with him? Well, and one of you the know? reasons
1: he targeted women is he, because he hated he needs it women. to be his idea. Like the thing is, he he hated women. Like
0: yes, uh, he did have a certain resentment towards women, especially ones who said no or who, yeah. who
1: who who set any sort of boundaries.
0: Who set boundaries? Uh, well, no, he just know, he had a certain lo- he had a certain level of resentment towards women. So yep. this is what brings us to. A monster emerges. Around the same time that he broke up with Stephanie Brooks, January of 1974, the disappearances began. Ted Bundy's first attack did not end up being a murder. Um, it was actually 18 year old Karen Sparks. She was a student and dancer at the University of Washington. On January 4th, 1974, Ted Bundy broke into the basement of uh, Karen Sparks. He bludgeoned her with a metal rod that he actually took from her bed frame. He also performed other horrible and sadistic acts on her, but I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to go into the details. That's disgusting. Uh, This attack left Sparks in a coma for 10 days and left her with permanent disabilities. Bundy's first confirmed murder was his second victim. On February 1st, 1974, Bundy broke into the basement basement room of uh, Linda Ann Healy
1: Mm, yeah.
0: A University of Washington undergraduate who brought who actually broadcast morning radio weather reports for skiers. He beat her unconscious, dressed her in her blue jeans and a white blouse and boots, and then he just carried her away. She was never seen again. Years later, her skull was actually found in one of Bundy, Bundy's dumping grounds. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I knew I knew she was the first one. That's just mm-hmm. that's just horrifying. I'm sorry.
0: I t- yeah, He just carried her off. For the, uh, for the first year of, uh, sorry, for the first half of the year of 1974, young women were disappearing at a rate of about one per month. <sighs> I would rather not go over the details of all of his heinous crimes, but I will go through and say um, the timeline, basically. Yeah. So on March 12th, Donna Gale Manson, sorry, <clears throat> on March 12th, Donna Male Ga- Gale. Donna Gail, on March 12th, Donna Gail Manson, a 19-year-old student at the uh, Evergreen State College in Olympia, left her dorm to, at- to attend a jazz, con- jazz concert and never arrived. Oh my gosh. Then, on April 17th, Susan Elaine Raincourt, a student at Central Washington State College in Ellensburg, disappeared while on her way to her dorm room after an evening advisor's meeting. Two separate female students actually came forward later with information that three days before one one of them <clears throat> that three days before and on the night of Susan's disappearance, either of them had seen a man wearing an arm sling asking for help carrying a load of books to yeah. his brown or tan Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. On May sixth, Roberta Kathleen Parks left her dormitory at Oregon State University to have coffee with friends, but never arrived. On June 1st, Brenda Carroll Ball, a 22-year-old, disappeared after leaving the Flame Tavern, a bar near Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. And she was apparently s- seen walking in the parking lot and talking to a brown-haired man with his arm in a sling. As you can see, there there's you know a pattern beginning to emerge. Yeah. Bundy would troll college slash young people hangouts with some sort of injury and ask the poor, unassuming woman to help him out. He even gave them his real name, Ted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's... Uh. He, he most often used his arm in a sling, but he also was known to use crutches, um, other, just any means to, to look injured or frail.
1: Well, and, like, one of, the, one of the craziest things about that is, like, you know, I mean, just going to get coffee or something, people were going missing, like... T- yeah like
0: okay for me coffee was about two minutes from my dorm room exactly no but that's the thing I mean like that's the first victim disappeared just from her basement she was at home yeah Jesus it's It's and then it just it just keeps I'm not gonna say getting worse
1: keeps snowballing
0: maybe it just keeps snowballing they're all every attack is just as bad as the last it's It's not Mm -hmm. escalating. It's just every attack is just as bad as the last. It's
1: just being jerky.
0: Then, on June 11th, university student uh, Georgian, Georgian, sorry. Then, on June 11th, University of Washington student Ann Hawkins vanished while walking through the brightly lit alley between her boyfriend's dorm and her sorority house. Seattle detectives scoured the alley, but found nothing. Georgian's disappearance was publicized and people began to come forward with knowledge. They had seen a man that night who was in an alley behind a nearby dormitory. He was on crutches with a leg cast and was struggling to carry a briefcase. One woman reported that he had actually asked her to help him carry the briefcase to his light brown Volkswagen Beetle. At this time... I will add the disturbing fact that Ted Bundy was also a necrophile. He would often revisit his victims, which is also heinous.
1: Yes. I mean, first of all, consent issues aside, gross, but also consent, also you killed them anyway.
0: Yes. <clears throat> gross. All the while, gross. this all of the while, this monster was working at Seattle Crime Prevention Advisory Commission of he as assistant director. Where he even wrote a pamphlet for women on rape prevention.
1: Skis, skis, skis. The amount
0: of things these slimy, sickening people can get away with just because they have a nice smile. And this is
1: why women
0: don't always trust men. This is why, I'm sorry, this is why I don't trust conventionally attractive men. (laughs) I think Josh is very cute. Didn't mean I trusted him at first either. But Ashton was friends with him, so it was okay. <laughs> and even then she was wary. I really was. <laughs> I didn't think it was a killer, but you know. <laughs> I was like, who's this guy?
1: I can't imagine that boy being a killer. Right? Killer. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> At this time, the news about six women being abducted and attacked on... Uh, sorry. At this time, the news about six women being abducted and the attack on Sparks became, uh, began getting nor- notoriety in the news causing the female hitchhiker population to plummet. Uh, Also, the local law enforcement in Washington and Oregon announced that most of the attacks happened at night Uh, uh, and at most of the crime scenes, there were sightings of a man wearing a cast or a sling and driving a brown or tan Volkswagen Beetle. If you ask me, Ted Bundy was being pretty sloppy at the time, but his last two abductions... Oh, sorry. Sloppy at the time.
1: I think he was sloppy. Period. Honestly,
0: yeah, he like, really was.
1: I think the only reason that you know people didn't really suspect him at first it's because oh he's injured. How could he do anything? No, no. I, I mean oh. like,
0: uh oh, we'll get into that. Wise. Oh, we'll get into that. We will get into that. Just okay. hang on. Okay. Just hang on a hot second. You'll you'll get upset. You'll I get. I'm ups- already upset. <laughs> His last two abductions occurred in the Pacific Northwest at the time... uh, 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 His last two abductions that took place in the Pacific Northwest at this time really take the cake. Yay. On July 14th, during a busy beach day at Lake Shamamish... Sammamish. Sorry, I can't talk. At Lake Sammamish... Yeah, this is a really weird name for a lake. Lake Sammamish State Park in Issaquah. Yes. Ted Bundy was adorn uh, sorry uh, wandering it, it cut out my w and so it says andering <laughs> ted bundy was wandering at the beach donned with his infamous arm and in a sling but this time he was using a light accent possibly british or canadian God. while wearing a white tennis outfit uh, with i'm oh, sorry and while wearing a white tennis outfit
1: that's just mm-hmm. how how conceited can you be because he obviously thinks he's like this hot actor or whatever like
0: right (laughs) I'm gonna put on an accent (sighs) he was introducing himself to young ladies as Ted and asking them to help unload his sailboat from his tan bronze colored Volkswagen Beetle sorry I was choked five separate females reported this exact account duh four of them four of the women outright refused
1: as will they One should. of them
0: obliged, but upon seeing the Volkswagen with no sailboat in sight, she fled. Thank God. Around the same time, three people reported seeing him approach 23-year-old Janice Ann Ott with the sailboat story and watched her leave the beach in his company.
1: No, Janice. Then,
0: four hours later, Denise Marie Nashlin, a 19-year-old, left a picnic to go to the restroom and never returned. So at this time, the King County police finally had a detailed description of their suspect and his car and began posting flyers around Seattle and the surrounding uh, area. They got the composite sketch printed in several regional papers and also shown on local television stations. This is when four people, four people, (laughs) recognized 10 bud recognized Ted Bundy in the sketch, Elizabeth Colfer, (laughs) Anne Rule, a DES employee, and a University of Washington psychology professor. They all recognized the profile. But when they called into the centers, the detective who, yes they were receiving like 200 tips per day, disregarded their claims because <clears throat> they thought it was unlikely that a clean-cut law student with no adult criminal record could be the perpetrator.
1: You idiots. I'm sorry. The thing is, he almost got caught because of his cockiness. Exactly. Which I think is, yes. would have been so funny, personally. I think that's honestly good. Yes. So, But, like...
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Police, do better. Just do better. I'm Just sorry. Be better.
0: Our next our next section is called An Idiot on the Run.
1: Yay! I like your I like your title. Thank
0: you. Of course, it's safe to say that Ted Bundy decided to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> and he moved to Utah. Bundy received acceptance from the University of Utah Law School and then moved to Salt Lake City. He left his longtime girlfriend, Khofer, in Seattle. Now, they did speak on the phone often. However, according to Bundy, he dated at least a dozen other women.
1: Of course. Even
0: if he didn't, he claimed he did. What a skis bag. I'm sorry. All in all, just a terrible human being.
1: Like even without the murder,
0: <laughs> even without the murder, what a terrible the human being! murder definitely
1: makes it like takes it no, a step. He's forward, a heinous.
0: He, I don't. I don't even want to consider him a human being at that point. I mean, that's <clears> that's <throat>
1: one of the things I, I did like about the title. It was like, uh. it was actually of the, a of quote. the Zach Efron. It's a one. quote. It was um, like heinous and like. Let me let me see. Incredibly vile, something like that,
0: and I I Ted loved that. Bundy, um, Zach, extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. That's actually, I believe, what the judge called him. Yes. Yes. But we. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I I just love that they used that though because. Ultimately, that's what that's no,
0: boils accurate. down to. No, it's accurate. It's a very accurate description. Is just, this is who he is as a person. Vile is a great word to describe Ted Bundy. Absolutely. Apparently, while he was having to take first year law classes for a second time, he found it devastating that the other law students had a better intellectual ability than he did.
1: They already did. Your LSAT score sucked. Anyway. Well,
0: he was devastated that they were smarter than he was. Of course they're smarter than he is. Ted Bundy, you're an idiot. Sorry. But, but his ego. His widow ego. The next month, of course, he began a new string of abductions and murders.
1: Have you ever failed a test before, Miranda?
0: Apparently not. Did you did you ever kill someone afterward? Uh, apparently not, because I would have murdered someone, apparently. Jesus, so weak
1: have you ever had a bad time apparently that's
0: yeah apparently just bad things happening means you know you can go out and murder people (laughs) god
1: no and like how weak of a person do you have to be to like have a bad day and decide oh I'm gonna murder people just
0: listen to had a bad day
1: by Daniel Powell
0: by Daniel Powell or or even the oven the chipmunks version
1: I don't care I'm
0: not picky listen to that cry maybe you know sulk in the shower for a minute and get over yourself
1: Sorry. Maybe see a therapist if you Maybe really need to. Maybe see a therapist.
0: Or no, not, not even need to. Just see a therapist. Yeah, everyone needs therapy. I'm sorry. Everyone needs therapy. Especially after
1: this year. But so, this is
0: before this year. This time, all jokes aside, this time Ed actually included women a bit younger than his original co-eds. 16-year-old Nancy Wilcox, mm-hmm. Melissa Ann Smith, the 17-year-old daughter of a police chief, mm-hmm. 17-year-old Laura Ann Aim. And on November 8th, Ted Bundy approached 18-year-old telephone operator Carol DeRanche at Fashion Fashion Place Mall in Murray. This was less than a mile from the Midvale restaurant where Melissa Smith was last seen. He identified himself as Officer Rosalind of the Murray Police Department and told Carol that someone had attempted to break into her car. He asked her to accompany him back to the station to file a complaint. When Carol pointed out that Bundy wasn't driving on the road that led to the police station, he immediately pulled over to the shoulder and attempted to handcuff her. However, during the struggle, he, being an idiot, inadvertently fastened both handcuffs to <laughs> the same wrist. And Carol was able to open the car door and escape. I love it. Yeah. Unfortunately, later that same night... Seventeen-year-old Deborah Jean Kent, a student at Viewmont uh, High School in Bountiful, disappeared after leaving a theater production at the school. To uh, at the school when she was there to pick up her brother. Both of the schools, oh sorry, both the school, sorry, both the school's drama teacher and a different student had told police that a stranger had asked each of them to come out to the parking lot to identify a car. Another student later saw the same man pacing in the rear of the auditorium, and the drama teacher spotted him again shortly before the, pl- at the end of the play. Outside the auditorium, investigators found a key that unlocked the handcuffs removed from Carol De wrists. her wrist.
1: Just cut your losses when when, when when one girl gets away. Just cut your losses and like or don't just, kill anyone again. Or you just don't
0: kill anyone, period. Yes, is that right? <laughs> So, in November, Uh, Elizabeth Klofer ended up calling King County Police a second time. Yes. Because she saw the news of young girls going missing in Salt Lake City, Utah, where her boyfriend, Ted Bundy, had just moved. And this time, Detective Randy, oh my god, I can't pronounce this last name, Hergishmeyer? Mm-hmm. Detective Randy Randy Hergishmeyer, part of the Major Crimes Division, actually interviewed her in detail.
1: Sorry. See, I, I I do have a soft spot for her. Now I'm not sure how much you know the movie got right and everything, but
0: Kloepfer, um she stuck it out. From what I've been reading, she stuck it out just to keep an eye on him.
1: No, like actually to uh, keep tabs the, on him. She was like how spying was on. Was portrayed him. in the uh, movie too.
0: Yeah. Like, so from what I've been reading and stuff, she she literally stayed with him mm-hmm. to keep an eye on him. Yeah, like, she
1: was one of the first people to actually suspect she did. him of this. She was.
0: She was one of the first four people, let me repeat that, four people who called him and was like, hey, that's Ted Bundy. And they were like, no, he's a law student.
1: <laughs> and I, I appreciate that, like, she didn't uh, try and double down, you know, on the fact that, you know, she did have a relationship with this man, but she wasn't like, Oh, he couldn't have done this. I couldn't have been that wrong about him. No, she just immediately was like, "Oh shoot, uh, get out."
0: Yeah, she was like, "Oh Lord, no, no, no." Well, th- that's the thing. She the minute she suspected him, she was like, "Call the police," and then they <laughs> didn't listen to her. Ugh. So thank God they, they thank God they listened a second time, mm-hmm. at least a little bit. So Ted Bundy had actually begun to rise in suspicion within the King County t- Police p- Department already. Mm-hmm. And later in December, Elizabeth Klofer called Salt Lake City uh, the Salt Lake City Sheriff's Office. She recounted everything she knew, and they added Bundy to their list of suspects. But unfortunately, they had no forensic evidence to back this up. Because hmm. it's the 70s. Yeah. In 1975, Bundy moved his operations down to Colorado. So on January 12th, a 23-year-old registered nurse named Karen Eli- uh, Eli- sorry, Eileen... Named Karen Eileen Campbell. Mm -hmm. God, I can't talk. Karen Eileen Campbell disappeared while walking down a well-lit hallway between the elevator and her room at the Wildwood Inn, now known as the Wildwood Lodge, in Snowmass Village. Down a hallway. A well-lit hallway. I hate that. I'm sorry. In March 15th, on March 15th, Vail ski instructor Julie Cunningham, who was 26 disappeared while walking from her apartment to a diner uh, to a dinner date sorry walking from her apartment to a dinner date with a friend on April tw- on pfft, on April 6th 25-year-old Denise Lynn Oliverson disappeared near a Colorado border uh, near the Colorado border in Grand Junction while riding her bicycle to her parents' house May 6th Bundy lured 12-year-old Lynette Don Culver from Amanda, uh, sorry, Almeida Junior High School in Pocatello, Idaho. And on June 28th, Susan Curtis vanished from the campus of Brigham Young University in Provo. Susan Curtis was Bundy's last confession, sorry, Susan Curtis was actually Bundy's last confession recorded right before he was executed. Now around this time, back in Washington State, the King County Police were actually working really hard on trying to make sense of all the names and information they had been given. Because like I said, there was like 200 tips coming in per day. Mm-hmm. So they finally settled on breaking down the lists of names they were given into different lists, like names of coworkers, classmates, and acquaintances. Other lists included Volkswagen owners named Ted, sex offender registries. And now there are thousands of names on these lists. Yes. But out of the thousands of names... Only 26 names came up on four different lists. Mm-hmm. Ted Bundy was one of them. Yeah. And when the detectives compiled a list of their 100 top suspects, Bundy was on that list.
1: Yeah. Some would say slick.
0: some would say he was at the top of that list. And that brings us to the ending of part one of the freaking mess that is. Ted Bundy. Um, this is going to be a two-parter because yep. there was so much information. I was on 10 pages before I knew it. And normally, you know me, I struggle to get four to five pages of information. <laughs> so good she Lord. She was in it. I was in it and I was just getting really bummed. And so I, I called it a night. I, I, I you know, I have the rest of my information. I'm gathering the very end of it. But I decided to split this up into a two-parter and maybe Ash will do something fun next week. So this is our. So now I have
1: to do. You know, I've already got something that's kind of creepy, but we. uh, So
0: this is going to be a two-parter on the freaking mess that is Ted Bundy. Once again, I really hope you are not, you know, thinking. Sorry, I really hope you don't think we're trying to glorify this heinous, vile person. You
1: couldn't tell. We think he's an idiot.
0: I've only said it a hundred times, but he's. Idiot.
1: No, and that, and that's the thing. It's like a lot of people like portray him as like this really smart, intelligent Suave. guy. Suave. And the thing is, no, half of his yeah. anger came from the fact that he's actually an Ashlyn,
0: but he's different and not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> if that ever no. applied. If that ever applied in B10 Buddy.
1: Ugh, it's just, he's so gross. He's just
0: vile. That was a great yes. word to describe him.
1: I know. There, there's a reason I love that quote.
0: Yes however sometimes i feel like that quote also makes him out to be you know i think he feel like he liked it you know oh he's just so much well, more vile and scary and evil than any because other Ugh, he was just stupid
1: i mean you'll pro- you'll probably get into uh more of his oh, trial and everything oh, yes i will next time oh yes uh, i will but yeah uh, he was a nutcase on that too
0: he's just a nutcase i know anywho let's take a breath let's just let's take a deep breath because dead buddy's quirky and not like other
1: girls (laughs) Uh. i'm sorry i if i if i come across as laughing throughout a lot of this it's because he is like
0: because we're uncomfortable
1: ridiculously stupid
0: ridiculously stupid and sometimes we laugh when we're uncomfortable yeah that too
1: because ultimately yes he's an idiot but he did kill these people and that's yeah disgusting um
0: I do I do try to say as many names of victims as I can, not to be like, wow, he killed so many people, but to get their name out there yeah, because they deserve recognition for who they are they and who they it were more than because he does. Oh way more than he does because they're gone but they shouldn't be forgotten because their lives were cut short. Yeah. They so their memory even be shouldn't gone. be. You know? Yeah. Their lives were cut short, so their memory shouldn't be. That's why it's, I list the name, names of victims. I don't just say, oh, he killed a bunch of people. No,
1: and I love that. I, I think yeah. that that's a really good way of covering it. Because, yeah, and you actually went into depth on, like, where they were heading and everything, which kind of helps humanize them, at least in my mind. Like, Well, it just
0: it also shows you, and I don't want to freak everybody out, but I've always been very cautious. My mother raised me to be a very cautious person, both yeah. of us. But... And I know this was back in like the '70s when it was, you know, there we didn't have all the technology that we have today. But it really, this is a big PSA from me and Ashlyn alike as a reminder. No matter who you are, boy, girl, they, them, whoever you are, be aware of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. Do not get into cars with strangers.
1: Well, and and part of the reason I think our mom was so into this is because she did... uh, She was alive in this time.
0: Her mother, uh, Part of the reason our mother was actually very protective and very big on making sure we didn't, you know, we were, not didn't, but we were were aware of of a situation. (laughs) Yeah. She made sure we were always aware of our surroundings is because she grew up in this era. She actually grew up in the era of Ted Bundy. She grew up in the era of the original Night Stalker. In the
1: times that they were warning women to not just pull over when a cop pulled you over. Because
0: there are bad people out there and at this time it wasn't as easy. You didn't have a phone in your car to necessarily call the cops right away.
1: Yeah, so you had to pull into a... Uh,
0: a gas station parking lot or a building parking lot or, or drive to the police station.
1: It's, it's dangerous out there guys, be safe.
0: The thing is, our mother was around in California where a lot of these bad things were happening to people.
1: Not only in California, she was in the area, the same area as- I know,
0: but I'm saying operating. in California because these people are all operating in California. Yes, And so she was hyper aware and she had to be hyper aware. So she made her children hyper aware, which I think is part of the reason I'm still alive. <laughs> The point of what I'm saying is, be aware of your surroundings. Be wary of people you don't know. And don't be a murderer.
1: Yeah, like, on uh, uh, if, if you're Don't thinking- think
0: so highly of yourself to be a murderer.
1: Yeah, because, honestly, then you're just an edgelord and no one likes you. Nobody likes no an edgelord. No one thinks you're cool.
0: No one likes an edgelord. But also... Because you're quirky uh, and not like other girls.
1: Yeah, no, you're not original. You're not funny. You're not... You're not edgy. You're, you're not just smart. An idiot.
0: You're an idiot.
1: Because you can't control but- <laughs> yourself enough to not kill people. But
0: anyway. join us next Saturday for our continuation on the mess or the freaking mess that is Ted Bundy. Where we will f- conclude by talking about his arrests and subsequential potential attempts to escape. And yeah. all of that grand old stuff. Yeah. So the
1: idiocy does not end.
0: Yes. So I'll leave you how we normally leave you. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your friends. Tell the FBI agent listening through your phone. And tell the ghost that lives in your closet. And good night.